0: Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. Aaron, I've been meaning to talk to you that uh, your productivity output hasn't been where I I need it. And so I'm going to ask you to improve that. And I thought today's topic could be about how you might do that. Yeah, you're right. I I keep getting distracted
1: by all of <laughs> my emails and Twitter and Bookface and <laughs> my, my location and Five Square and all these different things that people use. Uh, why don't you say Five Pentagon?
0: <laughs> Any, I don't know. <laughs> so we, we joke.
1: Oh, I, well, wow. I'm sorry. I don't want to get off
0: track, but is it called Four Square because there's four sides to a square? I'm guessing. I don't know. There's a game called Four Square too, but is. The game called that for anyway, (laughs) deep thoughts. So, so early in the day, uh, this is a joke because Aaron is one of the few humans I know that has like laser focus when he's working. But, uh, if you're a normal person like me, you might, uh, relate to sometimes the, uh, the, the pull, right. Of, uh, distraction when you have tasks laid out, you know what you want to do. And sometimes you don't get to them. And so I thought we might talk through a couple of things that I personally have dealt with in the past and some things I'm still uh, working on because I I don't think I'm alone in this. Sure. So Aaron jokingly uh, talked about email, but um, honestly, I think this probably is the biggest distraction that many developers have is keeping your email open all day while you're working and what seems like an endless flow of messages coming in. And those messages could be work-related, right? It could be somebody at, is having a problem with something you built. Uh, it could be somebody requesting a feature. It could be somebody asking for a meeting. Or it could be like, hey, there's a sale on this course that you were on the wait list for. And now you just you go down a rabbit hole of like reading the landing page and all the stuff that happens. So first of all, Eric, just, just come on. Has this ever happened to you? where an email's come in and it kind of derailed you from the task you were working on. Well that's not a that's not that's not a fair question because has it ever? Yeah, of course. Okay, good. That's all I need here. No no further uh, clarification. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but but so hopefully this is resonating for some people. And it I, I think it's the biggest trap because like we use email for communication. There's other tools, but email is still pretty entrenched in a lot of organizations. And certainly, you know, for us working with clients, it's the main, main way we interact. Um, But what can we do about it? So one thing I've done, and I would say I'm pretty accurate with this. In fact, hold on. I'm alt tabbing. Uh Aha. My email's closed right now. So I can say this with a, with a, a clean conscience, but it is just don't have your email open all the time. You're working like, it's very rare that something comes into email that is truly urgent that couldn't wait two hours, three hours, right? Uh, I mean, um, that's been my experience. And so just by not having it open, you don't see the the messages coming in and you're not uh, tempted to read them or reply to them or get off track. And one of the reasons I find this so important is because even if something is important and does require your attention, if it's not the thing you planned on working that day, then why do it like it's it's taking you off the, the goals you established in the morning or maybe even the goals you established for the week. Like these are the things that are important. This is where my focus is going to go. Why let some random email uh, interrupt that? You, you, are you with me so far at this, Aaron? Well, as with all things, I can find arguments for multiple different sides.
1: It's okay. like, yeah, that it's kind of um, I don't know the exact word, but it's, it's kind of um, oh arrogant. Um, that you think you could plan your whole week and never get interrupted by something that never nothing else <laughs> sure. in the world it would be more important than yeah. what you have planned for yeah. an entire week. Um, so I mean, I could argue against that, but for the most part, I agree with you um there is there's one thing you said that um specifically stuck out to me because one of the things that I hear from a lot of people is uh, has a lot to do with that sale, that sale on that course, or whatever you just kind of mentioned in right, the right, yeah is well i do that because i i might save some money or i get deals on whatever xyz and i'm gonna tell you straight out that the amount of time and waste that you do by getting distracted by your email costs more than the money you're saving on these sort of things whether it's opportunity cost or even billable hours or ability to go get stuff done um you're you're losing that now let's just say Let's just say that everyone loses 20 minutes out of every hour. Like We're talking developers, right? right. Let's just say that every single developer loses 20 minutes out of an hour uh, because of emails and all those different things. Well, if you don't do that, I mean, this is evil. The, the man would want you to work then for the 60 hours. But I'm saying if you mm-hmm. don't get those 20, 20 minutes last or lost or whatever on that email you can spend 20 minutes reading something that makes you better at your job so you can get more efficient you can spend 20 minutes um just relaxing you can do even what i do so people say well you have laser focus but about once an hour i go and lay on my couch for about three to four minutes Mm. i just i don't fall asleep but i just go (laughs) ah and then i come back to work and i i work you know gangbusters again so there there is
0: cost to saving money Right. Is, is what I'm saying, too. Yeah. And that that's even assuming that that 30 percent launch discount is actually ever going to go away. And is it just like the normal price
1: of the course? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you'll actually do the course, too, because <laughs> right, right, Yeah.
1: has bought courses and books and not used mm. them. So, no, I, do I, I, completely, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely agree with you uh, when you say that you should have your email closed. Uh, and, and I think it has a lot to do with expectation settings. Mm-hmm. And also, it's not that weird. A lot of times we we all oh, would be weird if I did it. Everyone else did it. No, it's just everyone follows what someone was strong enough, quote, yeah. to set up as a president in your organization, whatever you're in. And that's what people do. So, you know, it's not weird to be like, oh, you know, if someone emails you an emergency or whatever, like an hour before something and you didn't see the email or whatever. Yeah. It's not weird or bad to say, oh, I, I checked my email twice a day. I didn't see that. If you want to get a hold of me for emergency, there's more real time sorts of communication tools.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where I came down to because I, I'd, I'd say I had a mild anxiety <laughs> when I first did this about what if I miss something that is time sensitive? And and ultimately I, well, first of all, I did a test for like a week and re- like literally zero things came in that were time sensitive. So I realized it was kind of an edge case. And then, and then what you said, if it happens one time, you know, you just explain it and it's, and then they can text you or some other means if it truly is like urgent and time sensitive. But, okay. um, just to push back a little bit, so, or, or to clarify something, you, you mentioned like that maybe like a mild form of arrogance of, for planning, and and I, I get what you're saying. Like it's not all about like here's what I want to do. Like if you're working on a team or you're working in a collaborative environment with clients, you have to give and take. But what I what I find is that sometimes it's actually unfair. Like so for us, we work with a variety of clients. Uh, sometimes projects overlap, but. Generally, you have commitments and you say, I'm going to get this done this week or this month, and it requires a certain amount of focus to, to follow through and deliver that. Now, if some other client, one you haven't made a commitment to, asks you a question or even points out something like, hey, this doesn't look right. Is this a bug? Like The instinct to help them, which I have, <laughs> is actually helping you or, or pushing you away from finishing the commitment you already made. So it's it's more about Yeah.
1: That client wouldn't want you to do that to them working on their
0: stuff. (laughs) Absolutely not. Right. And so, um, that was one thing. And the other thing too, I just, I, anytime I talk about productivity, like the end goal isn't to be some robot that cranks out code and Mm -hmm. like, you know, is just getting more work. Like we're not packing, we're not saying like, Oh, pack 80 hours of work into 40 hours. It's, it's nothing like that, but it's, there's a, there's a stress I think that comes from context switching and from missing deadlines and from just like feeling like ah, I'm not getting done what I want to do. So it's really about well-being. It's about like I got done what I set out to do today. Man, that feels good. And it builds my client relationships and it like enables me to do other things in the future. So part of this for me, and maybe this is a, a segue to another topic, is when you do plan out the day or the week, try not to do too much right like i'd rather <laughs> say and you're laughing because i still struggle with this i do but like the days where i say hey I- i'm gonna get this one thing done and then i end up getting two done it feels way better than i'm gonna get three things done Ah, oh, i only got two done like you you got the same amount of work done. done what's that you only or got one, one done <laughs> or yeah. one yeah or or i got two done but then aaron like rejected one and like made me change all sorts of stuff in my pull request <laughs> But um. It's kind of a little bit of an aside, and I think we've talked about this in the past because I, I, I really enjoyed your reaction as I was saying that, where you're like, Joel, come on, you do this all the time, and I do, but um, that, that is part of it, and it kind of goes along with that idea of not, this isn't about productivity for the sake of like just getting stuff, as much stuff done as possible.
1: I don't want this to be an excuse for people not to take advice from people that may be doing this for a while, but okay. we all are different. Yeah. So there are different things, so that the, the the point of all this is just to kind of challenge maybe some of the assumptions that you have about how you're doing your day-to-day to work and see if you might change it a different way that actually works better for you. Now, there's really rare amount of people, and when I say rare, I mean you're not one of them, um, <laughs> unless you really know you are, that can actually context switch and multitask. Oh, yeah. Uh, most people think they can, but yeah. but, but they can't. So nice. it's perfectly fine to admit that you can't. And it's perfectly fine to do different things. It's, you know, one of the jokes that Joel always says is like, oh, Aaron has laser focus. And, yeah. and, you know, growing up and early in my career, too, I would, you know, when we started out this this uh, topic, I just said, like, well, just work then. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get distracted by email, just work. But I, I've I found over the years that I'm not better or worse than anyone else. I just happen to be really good at focusing. I'm not great at having conversations on Twitter. Like, and that's the thing that maybe Joel is, you know, so he has more outreach for us. Whereas I'm just like, I don't understand how to talk to humans or whatever is wrong with me. Right. Um, But, uh, um, you know, there are different types of people, but this is all about just kind of pushing yourself to understand that what you're doing probably could be better for you. And here are things that work for most people.
0: Yeah. That's always a good uh, disclaimer to put with any, any advice of this sort. Uh, one more thing I just want to throw out that I, I've seen and I've experienced to a certain degree as a distraction is social media because you you mentioned Twitter in passing, mm-hmm. and um, for whatever reason I, I still find some level of enjoyment and and value from Twitter, but this one can't like like there are forms of social media like if you're just posting memes or or joking around or whatever like or just scrolling endlessly like clearly that's a distraction from your work but for us you know we've obtained or we made some relationships, met new clients on social media, right? So Mm -hmm. it's sort of like email where there's this business justification or this even a productivity justification, like, well, this is actually part of my work. All right, fine. I I concede that it is too. We'll promote this podcast on Twitter. You know, we'll, we'll announce our next book or course or whatever on Twitter, and that's fine. But does it have to be open during the day? Like I would say even more so than email, it should be something you very selectively dip in and out of and and even establish some guardrails like, you know what, I'm going to do some marketing or I'm going to engage with the Laravel community. I'm going to do it for 30 minutes and like actually hold it to that and and do it maybe at the end of the day, not in the middle of a task. Or sometimes I'll even do little things like this when I'm in between calls. Right. So if if we're recording the podcast and I know when we're finished, I have another call in 15 minutes, like I'm not going to open up php storm and dive into a, a a deep feature but maybe that's the time to block 15 minutes on social yeah, media you, you might time block it or time cube it or whatever yeah <laughs> time cube. yep exactly recently uh, i say over the last five six months i've been making an effort to sort of uh, get back to my pre-pandemic weight that is to uh, kind of undo the harm of being cooped up for you know months years and uh, so one thing of course like you know, you pay attention to what you're eating mm-hmm. and you know how every food has those nutrition labels on it right and so you look at that maybe you're looking at calories maybe you're looking at carbs well, you know whatever it is whatever potassium whatever Yes, exactly. What? Like, you want to eat as little potassium as possible, or as much as possible? I, I mean, your mileage may vary. That's right. Yeah, this is not a this is not medical advice, but um, <laughs> it's no secret. Food manufacturers really manipulate those nutrition labels, and like one of the ways they do that is with the serving size, right? So you might get a a, a pack of Reese's peanut butter cups, and it's, there's two of them in there but a serving size might be one. It's like, all right, come on. Nobody's going to open up this package and eat one. Okay. Where I found one recently that really had my head scratching. Because first of all, it's not an unhealthy food. And it was just such a preposterous serving <laughs> size. Was It was one of those giant pickles that's like in a bag. You know what I'm oh, talking yeah, yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. So calories, if I remember right, calories was like five, right? There's no fat. There's, no, there's nothing like bad it's in a it. Pickle. Like, Most people on any sort of diet can eat a pickle. Like maybe if you're watching sodium, that might be the thing. Mm -hmm. But what do you think the serving size was? Like for a pickle in a bag, Aaron, how many servings in that bag? um, Well, I'm going to say two. There were five.
1: It said five servings.
0: The thing that cracked. So I was at, I was sitting at lunch with my family opening this up. And I said, I guess we have to pass the pickle around (laughs) because there's five (laughs) servings. But I'm just, and and then my son is like, dad, it's not even a resealable bag. Like, how would you eat one serving and then not like, just like have all the juice fall out? Like, so that was well, probably did, one did of that, the more preposterous ones. Did that pickle say it was family size? <laughs>
1: While we are recording this uh, podcast, I had my email open and there was 36 emails that came in all saying, what a great website this is.
0: Which website? MasteringLaravel.io. If you like it, head over there, click contact us and send Aaron another email.